morning, afternoon, night. This is We Are Not Prepared, and we are your hosts, Byron and Mark Ivy. Good morning. Welcome to We, we Are We Are Not the prepared, prepared Show. We're live, ladies and gentlemen. We are not prepared. We're so unprepared. I didn't even know she said start talking. We don't even know if we're recording right now, to be honest. We could it just could be just you, I, and these two ladies that we kidnapped. Yes, and nothing no one would ever know what was spoken of in here. Welcome, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. You How look you? lovely. Do I? Yes. You know what? This is this shirt, so <clears throat> I've dropped a few pounds, not going to lie. And I... this shirt buttons now. And so I put it on, and I am losing a little bit of circulation in the midsection, but I'm, see... I'm in there, baby. I can see the outline of your pecs. Yeah. That's not because they're strong. Because <laughs> they're a little flabby. They, they look great. Oh, thank you. Kinda, Coming from a sided man, that means a lot. It, it is. My, you're fogging my glasses up. Woo! <laughs> hey. Welcome back to the fog room. <laughs> and we have two lovely guests. One who just walked in. I guess they both walked in, didn't they? They did. On my immediate left is Zaina Williams. That's what I thought, Williams. And uh, on my her left is Ashley Howard, and so welcome. Thank you. That was a heck of an intro. <laughs> you really just you want to do it better. Nailed it. You want to do it better? <laughs> no, you're good. We know who they are now. Well, I just wanted to get their name. Then we could find out personal information of them. Oh, Ooh. Boy. what was your now, mother, you mother's ever, maiden name? Have you ha- ever Last had a four dog? Of your social? I huh? uh, yes. What was your first dog's name? Snuggles. Really? Snuggles, uh-huh. get out oh of yeah. Here. Oh yeah. He was snuggly. Was he? Not to me though. I have a human <laughs> I have like a human only dog rule name. <laughs> yeah. Dog name rule. Or my dad like will refuse to name a dog anything but like Fred or Hank or Jim. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways. <laughs> you know you interrupted me Zaina over here. She's telling us personal. Back to Snuggles. Back, yeah, to, back snuggle. to Snuggle. No. <laughs> so what happened was Snuggle would not snuggle with you? He would not. So when my parents had me or got me or whatever, um, they had Snuggles already before I came along. Snuggles could not stand that I ended up getting the attention. So Snuggles would, like, growl at me and try to bite me and Ooh. all this stuff. So they ended up having to get rid of Snuggles. So sad to say I was the reason for Snuggles' demise. Way to go. Yeah. Your birth canceled Snuggles. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Poor Snuggles. Snuggles. So- well, he's, he landed in a happy home. Well, I just picture him in like a back, back alley, you know, yeah. nibbling on a pizza crust. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just, <laughs> so now I get to live with that guilt and shame. Yeah. I just feel like, oh, that is here. Hit the road, Snuggles. <laughs> oh, God. At yeah. least they didn't shoot him like in the old days. Oh, they would God. just take the dogs out. <laughs> take them out back. Snuggles is gone. Now, Ashley, have, have you had a dog? I, I do currently. I have two now, what was your schnauzers. What was your first dog's name? My first dog's name was Copper. Copper? Mm-hmm. Copper was a, uh, oh, what are those? I, mean, I can't think of the, the breed. No, he was a 
Copperhead. Chow. You know, the big fluffy chows. Yeah. Like, they get really big. Yeah, he was a so, chow. And they never bark. They just, like. Well. A dog who doesn't bark. I've never seen chows bark. They just, like, look at you. They didn't have copper for very long. What happened to copper? This is a really sad story. I don't think this is where we should start. <laughs> no? No. Yeah, we're starting out with two lost dogs. <laughs> one, dog, one dog got put down, and the other dog... <laughs> a little heavy introduction. Heavy. <laughs> 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 I think we just need to start over. Okay. We're not prepared. Okay. We're not prepared. Whatever we've talked about, just ignore <laughs> Now, Ashley, all you dogs go to heaven. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Ashley, Aww. you are the marketing. What is your title? Marketing director. I am the vice president of marketing and communications at Newview. VP. Now, when you came in, did you insist on having that title? I came in as the director of marketing, and then. Uh, Lauren had a lot of a, a big vote of confidence in me and promoted me and happened quick. It did. It did. It's during also the, been a lot of fun. I've been there for almost a year now. During or, orientation, they promoted you the vice president. Yep. See what could happen, Zaina. Wicked oh. fast. Now, what is your title? <laughs> what do you do, Zaina? Um, well, title is director of youth advocacy at Pivot. So I work with foster youth over there and youth who may have had a little run-in with the law. That would have been me. But (laughs) yes. Yeah, so I work with them at Pivot right now. And you enjoy that. I love it. Now, did you you were in California before? Mm -hmm. Yep, I was out in law school in California. At a bar. At where? At a bar. At a bar? Yeah, because you said you got to get your... I mean, I occasionally went to a bar. You got to get your bar here. Oh, bar license. Yeah, so I'm licensed uh, and a licensed attorney out in Maryland. That's where I took my bar exam. And then... Crab cakes and football, baby. Hello. Come on now. (laughs) Preach. Um, And then I'm transferring my bar license back to Oklahoma. Now, see how much better it is having a black person on? Because she will, like, respond to you. (laughs) I'm just learning that this you're is black. Good. I don't see very well. No, I'm, not, I'm dead <laughs> well, serious. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Not that that means anything. I'm if just you're saying. blind out there, okay, we have one blind person, two <laughs> black people, and then Ashley. It's none of these qualifications. And so, okay, so are you Irish? Irish, actually. I'm actually Polish. Are you? In fact, uh, my Nana is a Holocaust survivor and came here from Poland after the war. So I am, and I'm also, I've got some English in me too. I've got all the ishes. Now, what is your, very (laughs) very pale. (laughs) What was your Polish family name? Um, So my Nana's name is, her last name is Rehir. But that, I believe, was her married name. And I don't know if I know her maiden name, which is terrible. I know that a lot of Polish, when they came here, changed their names. And she did because she actually, when she came over, uh, was trying to make it in Hollywood. So actually, let me back up. First, she worked for the Pentagon because she spoke seven different languages. 
And then Broadway back then, you know, this is during like Lucille Ball and Elvis Presley and all these folks. And she was an actor and a model. And so she had a screen name that she used for many years. Um, Is your grandma? My my great grandmother. She's still alive. What? Yeah, she's still alive, uh, lives in Pennsylvania, has never driven a car in her whole life. Join the the uh, club. Yeah, you've driven. Oh, yeah, I have a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. But she actually, uh, she loves photos. So she's got, she literally carries these canvas bags with her everywhere she goes so she can show people photos. And uh, I still remember sitting down with her one day and she's just flipping through them like it's no big deal. And there's photos of her with Lucille Ball. And then she flips this photo of her and this guy hanging out against an old Chevy car or whatever. And I'm looking, I said, Nana, is that? Elvis Presley. What? Oh, Elvis. I just love him. And went on this. She was like hitchhiking with Elvis Presley when he was trying, when he was on the road. And anyway, so she, she's a very interesting woman and has lived many lives. At that this is point. crazy. Isn't that nuts? She's, uh, yeah. Wow. I like telling people about her. And, and she is a Holocaust survivor, which um, so every time I get a she? chance to learn about World War, so w- no one's a hundred percent sure, but she's somewhere between ninety five and ninety seven. Um, but she'll go on rants and randomly drop her age. But she, like, if you just ask her how old she is, she will not tell you. <laughs> she does not want people to know how old she is. So, yeah, wow, she's nearing a hundred though. She's, she's. Because really I was good. wondering if there's any Holocaust survivor under a hundred, but if she's telling the truth, she was very young. <laughs> Way to she throw that down young. in there, Mark. Hey, I'm just saying. This guy, what were you, what animal were you? The raccoon boy. That's right. The bandit. The bandit. Now, the good was, bandit. Were your grandparents in Hollywood too? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what did your great grandma do? Well, not to one up you, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't one up that. Um, no, my grandmother was out in Inglewood, California, so we were not. Well, in the let's Holocaust, also recognize but... that one upping the Holocaust is just a funny thought. Like... Right, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. We're not Start gonna try either. <laughs> Ultimate respect for your great grandmother. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, but, welcome, yeah. welcome to the show. We just uh, spend a few minutes doing who knows what. But we do try and kind of swing it around so that we talk about something. So today, I am flipped on. Okay, so you guys pick. You can pick the show. You ready, Mark? I'm ready. So either lying, like not telling the truth, or rage. Ooh. Oh, my. Should I talk about lying in front of my boss <laughs> or let her know how much rage I have inside my heart? Hmm. Well, really, they sh- we should just ask them and <clears throat> we don't have to reveal anything about Why it. do I always think it's about me getting picked? I don't know. You were looking at me. <laughs> what should we talk about, ladies? Rage? I feel like or you lies? have the cool great grandma story, so you should choose. Oh, I don't want. Uh... Do we have a coin? When's the last time you've told lying. a lie? When's the last time you've lying. told a lie? Lying. Okay, lying. Last time I told a lie. 
Oh, you picked lying? Yeah. And he asked, okay, when's the last time you... Oh, you're going to plot to us. She's going to throw the question to me. Before you go, so I'm reading this book uh, by Malcolm Gladwell on talking to strangers. And he talks about, he like has all these cases where people, like he brought up the Amanda Cox story which she was accused of murder in England, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then she didn't do it. Right. And so the reason that she was guilty was because she had telltale signs that they thought was lying, but it was actually her nervousness and how that really we think that we know how to read if somebody's lying, but it's only if people look confident. Like if I... One of his stories is like how in England, the prime minister and stuff, Hitler came over and he like had a firm handshake, looked him in the eye and they all said, well, we could trust Hitler because he was a very, and so, but it was all judged on. Turns out big mistake. Yes, (laughs) but it was all judged on. They were looking at his cues and his cues said that he was not lying. And so his whole theory is that we as humans cannot really tell when people are lying if their cues are not on. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that that was a fascinating, a fascinating article. Any thoughts on that so far? Well, I will tell you, I, I'm one of those people that like my we just talked about all the issues that are in me. I'm, I'm very pale. And when I get stressed or anxious or like in a tight spot, my whole face gives me away. Like my, my face turns red, my body starts changing colors. So I have like very strong physiological responses to so if lying start, or discomfort. Or, your nose will grow and you'll turn red. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not good. I'm not a good liar. Mm. Unless it's like a white lie, because I love, I don't like hurting people's feelings, so I I can be. That's how my marriage is working, white lies. Yeah. A marriage based, built on white lies. I can tell, I can tell white lies all day, uh, because I think I can see the good in them, right? Even though that's a misnomer, too, because if you're really being a good friend, you should be honest like, I do this for a living, so. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) It was funny. I'm not probably the one you want to come to for what? that. <laughs> when I was a kid, I think all my lies were about um, not getting in trouble. As an adult, my lies are because I don't want people to not like me. Or so yes. it's all based on yeah. liking. And so, uh, you know, just, I guess, getting acceptance with people. Do you have, like, it doesn't have to be an exact example, but, like, what's an example of that um Not people to... say do you want to come to my house for the super bowl and i'll say okay where in my head i go i just want to sit and watch the super bowl by myself uh-huh. and so <laughs> so that there is an example so yeah i do that all the time and so i really trying to st- i decided it is easier for me to speak less mm. Because if I, the more I speak, the more I contend to bend the truth so that, you know, I'm accepted in places. 
So you're nodding your head saying that. Yeah, I absolutely can relate to that. Like I've been trying to learn to keep my mouth shut more (laughs) so that I don't find myself in that exact same predicament. Um, Because like you, and I think most of you probably can relate to that. I just, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but at the same time, there's something inside, like my stomach turns when I tell a lie. You know what I mean? Do you have that mm-hmm. gut feeling that's like, oh, I feel like a little yucky inside because feel, my body is telling me that. You feel like, I'm such a good liar. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's like over here like, no, I'm really good, guys. You just have to nothing. see it. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I had some, like, and then when I do, like, if I'm really truthful, like, brutally truthful, like, I was in a meeting the other day and, uh, the meeting was, it was supposed to be two hours, and it went three hours. Ugh. And I go, why do we say the meeting is two hours when it's going three hours? And so then they ended the meeting pretty soon. So later, though, the lady comes, and she goes, I really got angry with you for saying that. And so those kind of things make me tend to not want to share honestly with people just because... You get pushback if you, you know, if you are honest. There's got to be that person in those situations, though, that, like, if I'm in that meeting, I'm th- in my head, I'm thanking you. I'm like, well, thank goodness someone, someone else is acknowledging. <laughs> I did have mm-hmm. people say that. Yeah, it because. It wasn't her, though. But did they I have say a it thing. in front of everybody? Oh, sorry. The, Go ahead. No, no, there's just an epidemic no. with, no. with meetings. It just came to you privately. <laughs> yes. yes. You get done, and you're like, what has happened in this hour-long meeting? Like, Every meeting should be a 30, should be half. If if it's tr- a true, like, here's an agenda, and I'm the worst at not having an agenda, so I'm actually caused to the problem. But meetings sometimes, I've, yeah. That's another topic. Let's get back to lying. I love meetings. There's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's really, it shows your honesty, though, by saying, I've been the truth. Which is a much more honest statement than I never, you know, I never, I never lie. And I think that there's a point in my uh, development of my esteem that I had to go, I am going to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and be okay with that. Yeah. Be comfortable with that. That part. How do you be and honest about that with other people? That I'm imperfect? I just, uh, like, I met, I get in a lot of trouble. And, like, I'm in charge and I get in trouble. And people <laughs> will go, do you, did you, do you have that report ready that I sent you? Or did you look at that email I sent you? And, ugh. And so, um, so sometimes I'll go, yeah, yeah, I just look. And I haven't, like, seen that thing at all. And then other times I go, no. I haven't looked at that yet. And it just, but I have to consciously go, okay, just be truthful. You haven't looked at the email. I mean, you're not going to, but I mean, I have to put that in my head. It just doesn't come naturally because the first thing I want to go, yeah, I see, I looked at that. It was, then I run in. Did you see it come through? Did, do you know it's in your inbox? Sometimes no. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's true. Very honest and truthful of you. Sometimes no. Because I've seen stuff in the inbox like before, and sometimes I'm just like, I 
just don't want to read that right now because someone's going to read it all right when we get to the meeting. <laughs> so what's the point? Like this, what we're going over or like something like, I don't know. So yours is kind so of So you want rebellion. an agenda, but you don't want it ahead of time. I just don't know what I want, guys. <laughs> he doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he wants. Just a lost raccoon boy. <laughs> it's so interesting having this conversation with you two. I'll just leave Mark out of it. Just because one of the things that kind of stands out with me, with both of you, is your character. And you seem to both have, like, very strong character. But I think it's really helpful for people to know that you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And that character is not developed. It's not a perfect thing. We don't suddenly not have it, and then we have it all the time. I just think it's situational, and um, it's just very it's very hard to keep in our world. I think our jobs, I know you're trying to exclude me from this conversation, but I am going to pop in. I think a lot <laughs> of the work we all do is a symbol of being imperfect because I feel, I feel like yeah. folks who really – not just root for the underdog, like I'm an underdog. We're all underdogs in some way, shape, or form. But it is lines up with the what all we do, right? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. if you look around, like, like I know you're imperfect, Byron, even as you are the director of Possibilities, Inc. But I love that's what draws me close to you. And I feel like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like a lot of that nonprofit work, like what did you do with your practice before? Like, what did you, what was, what, yeah, what did you do? Well, I actually graduated law school beginning of last, or 2020 and then passed the bar in early 2022. So as far as practicing law, um, I haven't done that. What I did instead is started, which me and Byron talked about this not too long ago, mindful resolutions. So working with youth, teaching them some of the skill sets that I learned through law school and through working in the law for so what many years. What drew you to the underdog? Um, because the I was best. an underdog. Pivot underdog. is like that's the a, greatest oh, underdog that's story. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what kind of underdog? Uh, well, I started in foster care system, in the foster care system in Oklahoma. And so when I said earlier that my parents got me, <laughs> it's because I had to remind myself, I'm like, maybe that's not a first conversation thing. Hi, I'm adopted. But that's what I meant when I said with the dog situation that my parents had just got me. So I was adopted from the foster care system. We started deep quick. Boom. How you like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're going to get the real me. Unknowingly, we both started. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm so drawn to it. And because I stayed in trouble growing up because of some of those behavioral issues. So I love working with youth 12 to 18 that are in trouble with the law, at risk or foster. It brings me joy knowing you were a troublemaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I stayed in trouble. Yeah. Christian Heritage Academy, shout out. Ashley, <laughs> Ashley you seem like you would have ratted us out. Uh, no, would no. you? Ashley knows trouble because she likes to be a lot. She likes to be the, the person along on the trouble, but the only one who Who's can be like, doing it. Let's get out of here. Who's not doing it. She's the not voice of the wisdom. Voice, yeah. She's like, hey, I love what's going on, but time to get out of here. Put, put well, your, I told Mark the other I told him a story that I will not tell here. But um, <laughs> I told him, I said, I learned really early on, I am not good at getting away with things. It goes back to like, I have you, all you the colors. All the colors, yes. So at a very young age, I learned like, I'm I am not that person that can yeah. do something wrong and get away with it. Like ever. It didn't matter how big or small it was, I always got caught. And so <laughs> I, and I mean, maybe that's my parents' were Johnny on the spot. I don't know, but I... Uh, 
It is. Yeah, I'm a rule follower, and so I like I like to be around the fun, yeah. but I always get I'm always a little nervous. I'm like, guys, we're kind of we, we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're crossing that line. line. <laughs> Well, with that, we're going to end our show. Thank you, ladies, very fun. much for coming. It went very quickly, didn't it? It yep, did. Thanks for having us. Now, was that truthful or just? No, it went quickly. Okay, like, I just. True story. Just we're, <laughs> since we're lying here. <laughs> this went really quickly. And fun. I love This getting, was so fun. You, no, you're like, one of the true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Liar! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, very nice to meet you. Get to know you. You have been listening to We Are Not Prepared. Oh, Ashley Howard. Very nice. Thank you all. Have a very great day. Bye bye. Have a good, good, good day.